As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one, zero. Hello. Welcome to... Episode 134. Vital Dollar. Hey, Money Clan, a very warm welcome to another edition of the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So, Katie, I always find it so interesting how people find such creative ways to make money. And Mark, our guest today, has done exactly that. He makes a lot of money by selling six-figure blogs. You know, I also really... I feel really inspired by people who are just good at hustling because I don't feel like I'm a natural hustler. Right. And I try so hard to make money on all these different ways. Like I go to my regular job, but then I feel like I'm always trying to do something else. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, what I do works, but I feel like I'm always just like right at the tip, like, okay, I'm like three ideas away from a really great idea. Yeah, and like just becoming a millionaire. Yeah, but I just (laughs) don't seem to feel like I'm getting closer to my three ideas. I just keep doing my same ideas over and over again. Yeah, but but also like those same ideas pay the bills and it's what you know. And sometimes sticking with what you know is like a better way to go because it's something you're good at. I feel like you're kind of like Dr. Seuss over there rhyming (laughs) away. (laughs) But yeah, no, I see what you mean. And it's kind of easy to stay in your comfort zone. And if your comfort zone is working for you, then why change it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep, that's true. So before we dive into today's episode, if you guys would like to join us on Facebook, head on over to chainofwealth.com slash group. You can join our Facebook group. We absolutely love welcoming new members and we'd love to hear your money stories. So definitely join the group and let us know what you're currently trying to achieve. Yeah. All right, Kate, you ready to dive into today's episode with Mark? Sure. Awesome. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom.
Mark Andre is a personal finance blogger who writes at Vital Dollar. He's been a self-employed internet marketer since 2008 and prides that he worked for a few years as an auditor and in other finance fields. He has got into his groove with internet marketing and has some interesting views on using your hobby as an investment tool. Welcome, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good. So, uh, just jumping right on in, I know that making money online can seem like it's pretty straightforward, especially if it's something that you're used to. Um, but if you don't know what you're doing, it can be pretty tough to to find your groove and stick it out. And you have managed to make money from one of your hobbies, which you are a photographer. Uh, can you tell us a bit about it? Sure. So. I actually got started um, online back in 2007 was when I started my first blog. And that was um, based on web design. That was the, the topic I covered was web design. And I actually started the site, started the blog because I had a, a portfolio site and I was just looking to make some extra money and um, try to find some clients for small web design projects. So I started the blog to get some traffic and hopefully find some clients. And it worked pretty well after you know a few months of trying to figure out what I was doing and trying a lot of different things. Um, I did get some clients, but I found out pretty quickly that I liked the blogging aspect a lot more than I liked working with the clients. And so at that point, I kind of shifted my focus and um, didn't look so much for client work. I did take a few clients here and there, but I mostly tried to monetize the blog in other ways. Like uh, at first, I did a lot of ad sales and. Um, and then I also added some other things like affiliate marketing and, and digital product sales. Um, and after doing that for a few years, like while I was doing that, I kind of got into photography and um, I started to see, you know, an opportunity to, to sell some, some digital products to photographers. And um, it was kind of similar to what I'd been doing in the web design industry. It was just in photography. So um, I wound up starting a, a site kind of in my spare time um, to sell some digital photography products. And uh, they wound up selling pretty well, pretty quickly, not necessarily on my own site. I was kind of selling through some third-party sites at first just to try it out and see if there was a demand. And it, it took off pretty well. And I wound up selling my other site, the web design site. And, uh, and then for a while, I did the photography stuff full-time for like a year and a half or something like that. Wow, so you're definitely one of the OGs of blogging. <laughs> well, and it wasn't an overnight success. It kind of took you some time to kind of, you know, make mistakes, figure it out, and grow your client base and everything. Yep, definitely. That's nice to hear. <laughs> because I think a lot of times people forget that it is like a, they feel like it's a, you know, all of a sudden thing. Like you start and you're right. instantly amazing and you're making all this money and you people forget it's easy to forget that it takes time. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. And to be honest, it was a little bit easier 10 years ago just because there weren't so many blogs as there are today. So um, I think there's just a lot more competition for people's attention than there was when I first got started. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So talking about like bloggers that are still a little bit earlier, um, we have a ton of personal finance bloggers who listen to the show and a lot of them want to take their blogs to the next level. And I know that you've managed to build and sell multiple six-figure blogs. So, 
my question to you is what exactly does it take to get your blog to the sort of level that's actually worthy of selling? Um, I mean, any blog is, that makes money is worthy of selling. I mean, you can find somebody, it's just a matter of how much you'll get for it. So as far as getting to the six-figure amount, um, in general, I mean, obviously it kind of varies depending on the buyer and depending on the site. But in general, the, the valuation is going to be based on a multiple of the average profit per month. So what a lot of buyers will do is take um, the average profit that your blog has made over the past 12 months. So say that's $3,000 a month you're making on average. So say you've, you've made um, 36000 profit in the last year. You're averaging 3000 a month in profit. Then they'll multiply that by a number to determine what it's worth. It might be times 30 or 36. Um, recently, it seems like the market has been stronger for sellers. And I actually sold a blog about two months ago and I got the best, the best multiple that I've ever gotten for any site that I sold. Um, so I got right about 36 times the average monthly profit. So according to those numbers, if you were making an average of 3000 per month for the past year, you could sell your blog in theory for over $100,000. So it's really just about the most important thing by far is the profit. Um, you know, there are other factors that a buyer is going to take into consideration. Um, one of the big ones is how much time you put into it. Like if you, if you have a blog making $3,000 a month and you're spending 10 hours a week to do it, it's probably going to have a little bit more value than the same blog if you were putting in 40 hours per week to do it. So how do you actually sell an online business? Not even just like a blog, but just like a business because people talk about selling it all the time. Like it's common knowledge. And personally, I have no idea how to do that. Well, there's a few different ways. Um, the easiest way is to go through a broker. Um, you can also sell it on your own if you have a buyer or can find a buyer. I've done it both ways. Um, actually, the one that I just sold two months ago was the first time I ever sold anything through a broker. I had uh, My wife and I had an Amazon FBA business a few years ago that we sold and we had it listed through a broker, but it didn't successfully sell. We wound up selling it on our own later. Um, but the easiest thing is to use a broker. They're going to help you get exposure to a lot of different buyers and They'll also help you um, to determine how much it's worth. And, you know, it's kind of a guessing game determining how much it's worth. It's worth however much somebody's willing to pay for it. So a, a broker is going to have, you know, some experience with different types of websites and, um, you know, factoring in the different, the different uh, specifics of your particular website or online business. And they'll give you a, an idea of what they think you should list it for. Um, in the case where, a couple months ago, where I used a broker, um, I had a really good experience. Um, it listed within four days. I had two solid offers that were just a little bit below the list price, and um, accepted one of the offers, and it was closed. You know, three weeks later. So, um, if you don't have experience with it, I would definitely recommend going through a broker because they'll kind of guide you through the whole process. But you can do it on your own if you want to, and if you're comfortable with that. Awesome. So I've sort of, sort of noticed a trend that a lot more people seem to be doing these days, and that's instead of investing in traditional asset classes like stocks or bonds, 
people are now sort of looking to online businesses to help grow their net worth. So do you think this is a trend that's going to continue into the foreseeable future? And also, why do you think people are doing this? Yeah, I definitely think it's going to continue. Um, so the, the broker that I used is a friend of mine that I've known for several years. And he was telling me a lot of, about, uh, you know, just right now, the market's really hot. Um, he has people, um, you know, buyers that aren't able to get something because, you know, by the time they get around to it, the, the site is gone. Um, like I mentioned, I got two offers within a couple of days just on, on my listing. Um, so there's definitely a strong market right now. I think it's, you know, an alternative investment. It's not, you know, it gives you a little bit of a diversification rather than just investing everything in stocks or, uh, or some other type of investment. And there's also potential to make a really good return if, uh, if you're successful. Um, and I think most people figure if they're not successful, they're probably going to be able to sell the site. They're not, you're not likely to lose everything. You know, you could probably turn around and sell the site yourself to somebody else. And, um, so I, I think there's just a lot of people that see that there's a ton of potential. And if you can compare it to other types of businesses, you can buy them for relatively cheap. Um, I mean, three years worth of profit is kind of the going rate right now for most online businesses. And of course, there's some that sell for a lot more than that. But other types of businesses, uh, bigger businesses and stuff are going to be valued at much higher rates. So, you know, a bigger company can come in and buy a website and, you know, it's a great deal for them. Cool. So, in terms of getting up and running and stuff like that, is your strategy to sort of take a brand new website and sort of build it up to something that's worthy of selling? Or do you sort of buy existing sites and help them grow a couple of times and then you'll then look to pass that on and sell it again? My personal approach has always been to build it from scratch. I've actually never bought a website. Um, it's definitely a good strategy to basically to flip websites. Uh, it's just not what I've personally done. I have had interest and I actually did attempt to buy a site one time, but I got outbid. And it's something I've thought about doing. Um, it's definitely a possibility. You could do it either way. It, t- it takes a, a lot of time, obviously, to start from scratch. Um, I kind of like starting from scratch and, and doing it my own way. And, you know, if you buy a site, you don't n- always know the entire history of it. A lot of buyers aren't real familiar with, um, the niche or the industry of the site, they're buying it more as an investment. I've actually never sold a site to anyone who really was very familiar with the industry that the site covered. So, you know, if you're starting a site, you can start it on whatever you want. And um, so that's kind of just the way I've gone, but I would like to buy a site at some point. And that's definitely a, a good strategy. Awesome. And then in terms of building the site up, are you doing that mainly through like ads and stuff, or are you trying to build it organically? I've always used blogs on my sites to um, to try to generate traffic, regardless of the monetization strategy, like whether I'm trying to sell digital products or sell a membership or um, you know ad revenue. I've always used blogs to generate traffic. I've done a little bit of advertising, um, and that's definitely something I want to experiment more with, especially Facebook ads. Um, but my approach in the past has always been to to use blogs and try to get an email list, build up the email list, and then use the email list to sell products um, and just kind of do it organically through 
search traffic through uh, social media, links on other sites, stuff like that. Cool. Chainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Money Clan, Katie's written a great post and she curated it from a whole bunch of experts in the personal finance space. You can check it out. Head on over to chainofwealth.com, click the little search icon and search for experts share. You can then check out her post. She interviewed a whole bunch of experts and asked what they would do once they pay off debts. And it was actually really interesting to hear the difference advice that people had in terms of what the steps you should be following. And a lot of the times you may not be out of debt and you think you're out of debt. So definitely check it out if you're close to being out of debt. Okay, Mark. So what is your saving and retirement plan looking like these days? So my wife and I basically try to contribute as much as we can into 401k and um, IRAs if we're, if we're um, able to. We for qualified meet the qualifications for that. Um, basically, just trying to lower our taxes as much as possible and um, get that money into our retirement accounts. So that's our, our main strategy. Um, we do also have some accounts, uh, have some money in other accounts that aren't retirement accounts. And obviously, as far as making the money to go into those accounts, my main strategy has been through my business. My wife. Worked before we had kids, but at this point we're a single income family. So mostly been, you know, just through my business. And then when I've sold sites, I've gotten lump sums. So most of what we have at this point, or a lot of what we have has come from the lump sums of selling websites. And so we're able to put away as much as we can at those times. Um, So my income has always been kind of inconsistent. Anyone who's self-employed is going to have that to some extent. But in my case, where I build up a website and then sell it, um, you know, I'll get a lump sum when I sell it, but then I lose that ongoing revenue. So I basically have to start over. So my income really varies a lot. We try to keep our expenses pretty steady. And regardless of whether, you know, I'm making a good income or a bad income, we try to keep our expenses pretty steady and, and reasonable and then save as much as we can when we have the opportunity to. That's smart. So, uh, do you have any favorite books or podcasts that you can recommend? I don't read a whole lot. Um, I don't have a whole lot of spare time with two young kids right now. Um, as far as podcasts go, I listen to a number of different ones. There's not any that I listen to like all the time, but I've listened to a few episodes on a number of podcasts. And some of my favorite ones are uh, "Do You Even Blog?" is a good one for anyone who has a blog. <laughs> We agree. We're we're good friends with Pete. I like um, the Money Peach podcast. I've listened to several episodes there. Um, I also like um, the Side Hustle, Hustle Show on Side Hustle Nation. Uh, there's some really interesting guests on there doing some unusual things to make money, and it's pretty cool. Awesome. Mark, we've absolutely had a blast hanging out today. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. Uh, as far as blogging or building an online business, I think my biggest piece of advice is just to stick with it and keep going. Um, I've been doing it for 10 years full-time and a year and a half, two years part-time before that. And, um, you know, so I've been in touch with a lot of people and they have blogs in a lot of different industries and niches. And the biggest thing that I see is the people who have success, 
have stuck with it and, you know, kept going. Everybody, it takes time, you know, getting started. Um, but that's really the, the biggest thing that separated the successful people from the people who've quit is just, uh, you know, a willingness to keep going and a determination and, um, you know, kind of just a long-term focus. If you're focused on making money in the next month, starting a blog is not the best idea. Um, but it can be a really great approach um, for, you know, a few years from now. So if you're willing to put in the work before you have the rewards, um, you know, it can be a really great opportunity. So my advice is really just to just to stick it out and keep going. Everybody gets frustrated. And, uh, you know, if you keep at it, eventually you'll turn a corner. Awesome. Chain is sweeping hanging out with Mark Andre. You can check out his website. It's vitaldollar.com. And if you have a blog, just remember the most important thing is to stick with it. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.